Okay, guys, thanks for joining us for episode 89 of Riding Through the Ages, a revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. I'm Eugene. And I am Eric. And today, we're going to go back to pick up where we left off on Heisei Phase 1, Common Rider Kuga, episode 22, entitled Game. It aired July 2nd, 2000. It was written by Naruhisa Arakawa and directed by Katsuya Watanabe. Yep. And... Lots happened with the Grungi recently. Yep. And you were telling me on our Common Rider 71 episode that this episode's going to be about the Grungi. If I mostly. Correctly. Not necessarily like, like I said, you know, it's not like I a bi- centerpiece because we're I, still going to have our characters. I, I, I binge the show, so it's like. Yeah. You know, you know. How much of it do you know for sure? How much do I know about this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, you could be tying in like five other episodes into one yeah. Grungi plot. But uh, we did have the introduction of. Go, uh, yeah, the yeah, so the guy that's clearly like a Hongo esque sort of red scarf, yeah, writer guy, but with curly hair, yeah, I think, yeah, I seem to recall a, like hair, yeah, he has like uh, he has like an afro of some sort, <laughs> um, he, he doesn't have an afro, he just has big curly hair, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, the ending of it was that um, Kubo was fighting the bat, yep, and then this guy came in, yeah. And they're trying to build something or do something, and the bat is getting pieces for it. Yeah, yeah, because he's, like, flying, because that whole episode he was flying back to the original site. Yes, in Nagano. Yeah, and they were tracking him via sonar because they found his exact frequency, and they've just been following him. Yeah, yeah, they've been waiting for this day when he would show himself. And this is also the, it was also the first time the bat and Kuga, like, really fought, fought. Yeah. And, uh. Because before then it was, he didn't really have his, uh. And then it turned out that, like, uh, Kuga's better than the bat because the bat hasn't gotten any better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But we also noticed that, like, the bat is, like, very arrogant. Yeah. He's, like, one of the few he doesn't speak that much Japanese. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that, like, he's better than everybody even though he gets smacked down all the time. And uh, so he probably thought, like, yeah, I I was stronger than Kuga the last time we fought. Now we're going to fight Yeah. He hasn't been able to fight Kuga up until now because he hasn't been allowed to compete in the game. Right. I mean, so basically in his mind, all these people are dying because they were weaker than him, not because Kuga's gotten stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Kuga's been working the floor and getting all his powers and these techniques and applying his 2,000 skills. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, yeah, in his mind, even though all these people are talking down to him, it's like, look, I survived. Yeah. Like, I didn't didn't technically lose. Yeah. I don't think he ever played no, I don't think he was part of the game. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of hard to say. Because he, he started before the whole game thing started. Yeah. And, uh, like, was he even the tiger? I don't even think the tiger was. The cheetah, I mean. I don't think the cheetah was. The cheetah just, like, killed some random people. Yeah, because they, they, that was just when sh- there was, like, the four of them, and they were just kind of meeting up. She got up. shot. And then started. It to got kill, angry, yeah. And it started to kill the cop. Started poking people's eyes out. Yeah, and then I think the next one is where the... the uh, the con Like, when we first are clued in on the, the possibility of a game. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, because it's like at some like, point they go to. Um, was it the grasshopper? No, it wasn't grasshopper. Was that it? sounds familiar. I think it is the grasshopper because it was either yeah, because it was because the or the cricket or whatever. Yeah, because that's when we got the blue. Yeah, the azure dragon or whatever. Um, azure dragon was that like episode seven or something? Been a while, man. Uh, I think it was like five or six. Azure dragon was six. The one before it was distance. Distance. Yes. Which one was that? Oh, that was the cheetah, right? And then the no, distance was the first one with the bike. Yeah. Um. No, that was the one, that was the second one with the cheetah. Uh, first one with distance was uh the first one with the um uh the grasshopper where he was dropping people. Oh, okay. Cause okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was the first game 
that that kind of makes sense because that's the first I can't remember anybody else keeping count. No, I think yeah, I think that was the first one because there was the one where like they started specifically doing like the cheetah was killing people by poking out their eyes, but that's because she got her knife shot at. Yeah, so it's more like of a revenge thing. Yeah, and then the spider he was just stepping out, yeah, slaughtering you know what do they call them lintos lintos yeah, um. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Right. Lento, just <laughs> yeah. beat it. Yeah, we call them lentos, and uh, so yeah, I think it was the grasshopper was the first one with the game, mm-hmm. where okay. just dropping them from the roof, and then it. So that's a, that's why the bat has been wanting to play up to this point. Yeah, because he never he was never playing to begin with. Yeah, he didn't fail the game. Like we, it, it feels like he like failed the game, but he just never played. Yeah, but he's low, so low in the totem pole, he's not allowed to play. Makes you wonder how things would have uh, played out if he was specifically trying to kill Kuka. Yeah, yeah. At the very start, right? Yeah. They were just kind of figuring things out then, like learning, and like that's when they like got their yeah. clothes. Yeah. I, I don't even think they necessarily had met up yet, had they? No, no. So. Because they were just all, they had just been like resurrected. Raised, yeah. And, and they're all like spread out. And it was like in Tokyo is where they all met. Uh, yeah. Where they all met like Rose and everything. Yeah, that's crazy. And she's and the, and one see, the thing is, we have no idea because we never watched those episodes with the grungy subtitles. Yeah, so she's so. the one who activates the game. You need her to activate the game. To activate your place, and she does the whole thing on the belt with her, like yeah, um, with her signet ring or whatever. Yeah, and so this was before she showed up. Okay, so yeah, yeah, because we see we see her for the first time the episode after him, which makes more sense with him wanting to play. Yeah, it's almost unfair. He never got a shot. Yeah, but he's like a lower end. Yeah, uh, he's a goat. <laughs> um, as we see him going back and forth. Uh, and so it's possible that they're I'm trying to remember because it's like uh. If they are making something, the last thing they made was when they got the, like, abacus thing. Mm-hmm. So they went from the Etch-A-Sketch board for the counting to the uh, the abacus thing. So if they go to, like, the money calculator or something. So I am having a serious brain cramp right now. There was something that went invisible, right? Yes. That was the guy who was killing people and telling people where he was going to go next. He's the one that's actually active in the game right now. Okay, see, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say, I don't remember that being resolved. No. And so that's why I was like, I was like, but wait, we had a fight with the bat to end it. Yeah, because he was, going, guy... he was going to the next spot, and the bat ambushed yes. him. Yes. Okay, good. Because the reason why I was brain cramping is like, how did, how did we move on to this, uh, this guy on the bike and the bat now, and we just totally... I, I was like, did I did I miss an episode? Was I over here just like half asleep or something? Okay, no, good. I I'm, I feel comforted now. So that's what E.G. Joe and the guys are doing. Right. They're right. going after this invisible guy who's telling them where he's going to kill the next people. Yes, 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 yes. And Godai was going there, and the bats was like, ooh, Guga, an attack. Okay, so so for this episode, we have Invisible Menace. We have a guy on a bike uh, that uh, obviously he's going to be – he's being set up as being a stronger grungy. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we've got the bat who just got whomped who still has his mission yeah. going on. And we know that the Rose just came back from uh, wherever. Yeah. I can't remember what and they she, called it, but now she's, she's got like golden. a... Yeah, so there golden. is something to point out that uh, might show you something. Uh, the the grasshopper, mm-hmm. the actor who played the human form of the grasshopper, the same actor who's playing the actor who's playing the guy in the motorcycle. Okay. So twins, something like that, yeah. Yeah, they're so. brothers because he's also if he's going to be because they're they're showing him as like a silhouette of yeah, Kamen Rider seventy one, yeah, not necessarily like a what's that word there when it's like a false sinister version of something, yeah, um, like Owlman is to Batman, so kind of you know what I'm talking about like yeah, here's your reverse version, yeah, yeah, reverse Flash, <laughs> but um, so yeah, well there's the uh, but there was also two seventy one riders. Right. And so that's the thing. It's like there was Ichigo and Nigo. Yeah, so you killed Nigo, so here's Ichigo. Yeah. It's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nifty. So 
because I was like, because I knew this guy's a grasshopper. Yeah, and then you said grasshopper when you were thinking about it, and you're like, wait, am I wrong? Yeah, I was just like, was it cricket? What was that? But no, that's, I now remember that there's there's two grasshoppers. Okay. Because they're Snifty. They, they're trying to pull from those things. I don't think I would have made that connection unless he specifically mentions his brother, at which point you spoiled me. Yeah. SOB. But it's the same actor. Yeah. Okay. If, so. if, if we'd been watching it like more closely, it's the same. Yeah. Actor. If we were, if we were, you know, if we were to binging this, I would have picked this up. Yeah. After we're, you know, however many months we've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. So it's fair to bring that up. Yeah. Because I, I would have went in knowing, like, wait a minute, isn't that guy? I probably would have been like. One of those moments where you're going, am I racist or am I right? Yeah. <laughs> like like the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't, you don't want to, especially like, you don't want to be that guy that points out this is who it is and then come to find out you're wrong. And now you've made yourself, everyone knows now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've uh, added yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the same actor. Um, And so, yeah, that it's drawing the parallels there. Okay. I like it. That's actually a really nifty um thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember if they're like brothers. No. But. I think they have the same like last name. It could just be that they're part of the same clan or whatever. They they have the same like <laughs> they're cousins. Uh, so uh, their first part is different, like because you remember that the uh-huh. the names are it's like they have a uh, a prefix which is like their status in society, mm-hmm. their name, and their suffix is like their uh, like species grouping. Okay. So both of them have ba as their last name is like their their insect. Think what it is. But this, uh, the last one was Zhu, and this one is Go. So he is the high. He's a higher level. Okay. So he's like the same thing, but like a higher level. Uh, but yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's the same actor. So that it, they can do that. It'd be cool to have like others ones come back and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember if they do or not. But like you, know, you can have like another cheat. It's the same actress, you know. Come yeah. Or something like that. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just pay the same one. Yeah. Get it all shot at once, but nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then like, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's also, um, Godai's like group is having more interactions with each other. Yeah, they're like becoming a t- his his support team instead of having I have a guy for this, I have a guy for this. It's like I have a team. Right. He's like I have a. T-. He used to be. It's like I have a medical guy, I have a translation guy, I have a science guy. Yeah. But now it's like now I have a team. Yeah, exactly. Because they're all working together and figuring stuff out. Yeah, it even showed us a bit of. I think we've seen a bit of everyone's uh, private life now. Yeah. Like even. Uh, Oh my god, I keep forgetting his name. But we see him on dates at least once or twice. Uh yeah, I can't remember his name either. The doctor. Yeah. Um starts with a T, I think. You know, I I think I've said this before, but I seriously need to make like a laminated list of everyone. Yeah, that, like a pro a, a setup and everything. Here's yeah. their pictures. <laughs> Tsubaki. Tsubaki, okay, yeah. Tsubaki is the doctor. And then, you know, Kida, and then we have Jean and uh uh Sakurako and uh Ichijo, they're like the main one. Yeah, it's funny. Well, you you weren't thinking Ichijo because he's like it's almost like if I didn't mention him first, that means I've yeah. I'm not gonna remember to mention him last. You know? Yeah, <laughs> Ichijo is like as close as we get to a second writer right now. Yeah, yeah. So we uh so yeah we're gonna go check this out, mm-hmm. see what the game is all about. Not the Triple H, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game yeah. and how you play it. <laughs> now we're gonna go uh, find maybe if there's some structured rules here that we just yeah. are not clued in on because that'd be nice to know. Yeah, I mean, right now there's like we 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 feel that there's rules, but we're not told what they are, yeah. which is cool because yeah. So it's oh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, without it's like yeah, that was part of the rule. It was like subsection B. <laughs> yeah, of you know, twenty seventh page, Article <laughs> Three, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's a forty-page booklet of like just the <laughs> rules for killing people. Game. Okay, we're gonna go watch that. 
Listen. Okay, and we are back. Starts out with like just a quick like, like thirty seconds. Yeah, like a minor recap of the yeah. last bit. It's not really even a recap. It's just like, oh, let's just roll back the tape. Yeah, that's yeah. They rewound it. <laughs> yeah. Start press play again. Yeah, which is funny because it means that they don't have to pay the bat for this episode because he actually isn't in this episode at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason why, but no. <laughs> uh, so he. Uh, it's the motorcycle guy coming in. Yeah, he lifts up his visor and he's like, "Catch you later, Kuga," and drives off. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And Kuga's like, I, and he looks around. He's like, "Oh, yeah. uh, everybody's gone. Oh, three's <laughs> gone too. Oh, yeah." Okay, so I'm just gonna say that this was this would be my suck if I wanted to make it my suck. I'm just saying it now because it's not my suck, but it does suck. That that's the all we get with this guy this whole episode. Yeah, that it was a weak it was a weak confrontation. Like you leave off on a cliffhanger. I've I've complained about this before in this particular show. Um, where they live off the cliffhanger, but the answer to the cliffhanger is like two or three episodes away. Yeah, where it's just like, here's the cliffhanger, and oh, okay, none of that happens. And yeah. it's like, you have this guy drive in, be like, hey, catch you later, and just drive off. And it's weak. It's like, that's just whack, man. So um, I might have mentioned this, but like the weirdest cliffhanger s- s- setup ever. I, rem- I was reminded of this because you can watch this episode along with us. You can watch it along on uh, uh, VRV or whatever, but Tubi. And Tubi yeah. also just got like alias on it. Uh huh. And Alias was one of the weirdest cliffhanger situations ever because I think it was like in in the second season, it might even be the first season, but for like two or three seasons, what it was is that there'd be a cliffhanger and it would pick up off the cliffhanger in the next episode, right? And that episode would end halfway through the episode and then they'd start a new episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's the- like the last... Like, the first 25, 30 minutes is finishing up the last episode. Yeah, and then the last part is, like, starting the next episode. And so the cliffhanger for the next episode is what we would consider, like, the commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of a weird way to do it. But it's just like, oh, you're like, how are they going to fill this into a... The first time it happened, you're like, oh, how are they going to... Like, what is going to be, like, the 40 minutes to, like, work it up? And then she, like, finishes the mission in half an hour and moves on to the next mission. You're like, wait, what, huh? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's new and exciting. And it was like it was like they had, a, they had um, an hour and a half story, but rather than draw it out, they just decided to offset the show for the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> rather than have, like, an absurdly long pilot. Yeah. So it was just like... Um, so yeah, so the cliffhanger was just like done in a few seconds. And, and I guess I guess also okay to to make it, it it's like they put a period on it because after he says catch you later and drives off and then Kuga's like oh wait where did three go we get the opening yeah that's what I think maybe it made it a lot off yeah because it's like yeah okay so that's what happened period now let's start the episode yeah um, whereas some of the other ones will have like a whole you know five minutes before the opening where stuff happens yeah and. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I like Kuga. It's just that that was just it's just a weak start to the episode. Yeah, I guess it was like they gave us cliffhanger when they really didn't need a cliffhanger. Like they could have ended the last episode with uh, everybody being gone. Yeah, yeah. they could have. But like you were you got a cliffhanger that expected an epic fight the next episode. Yeah, because I, I think I, like there was a good fight later, but it wasn't with this guy. Right. Yeah. So I, I almost would appreciate it if, he, if at the end of that episode, he says, catch you later and drives off. And it's just Kuga staring at the door. And that's the end of the episode. And, like the bat's gone where you're left with questions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Meh. They love you. Yeah. So, yeah, then it goes into the opening, and it comes back, and it's basically the uh, them catching up. Ichigo and... Yeah, Ichijo and Godai are talking on a, a dock by the, the bay. 
<laughs> well, this is around the place where he he got attacked, right? Because um, like I, if you remember, because he was driving, bat, oh, he, he was driving stopped. over a bridge when the bat spotted him, right? So they, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna attack him because yeah. he, he sees the opportunity. Yeah, yeah it's just, and, and we were joking about how it could have just been some other plaid, plaid shirted guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh crap. Um, yeah, so yeah. they're just talking about everything that's happened. It basically. If you weren't paying attention the last episode, this will catch you. This up. is the recap. Yeah. He's like, I almost had him. It's like, okay, well, he's gone. We'll find him. And then you they know. say something. They, they they both point out the fact that they but they both speak ran, Japanese. ran into Grongi that speak Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, they – uh, It goes back to – Yeah, they're uh, talking about how they're going to prep for the next uh, thing. Yeah, because he, like he mentions again that the next – that okay. What I'm trying to say is that Ichijo reminds us, the viewer, that the next murder is going to take place at 10 a.m. at, like, Chuo Plaza or whatever. Yeah, which because is, that's like, 14 hours away. Right. And so they were like, "This seems like that seems like a big gap. And it's like, well, whatever. That's his, it, <laughs> it's his call. Right. Um. So then it goes back to the tower. Yeah, and it's 8, 11, 8, 11 p.m. Sagita's there, and he's, like, going over the stuff, and he... Mm-hmm. Picks up one of the bullets. Now, these are one of the bullets that actually hit the chameleon. Yeah. And there's, like, a little bit of something on it. Mm-hmm. And so he calls, or he is called by... I think he is called. He is called by Ichijo. And basically, they, like, basically say what they're doing next. Yeah, so, you know, he's going to send... He's saying that he's found some possible evidence, and he's going to send it to Inokita for them to figure out what's and going then, on. And um, then uh, Ichijo says that based on the trajectory of where the bat was, we kind of know in this relative area where he left from. Right. And so we're going to search in that area to try to find their base. Exactly. And so he's like, okay, so basically we'll, we'll go to one of the things. Yeah. So in, uh, 20 minutes later at the uh, police research place with Inokita. Yeah. Uh, we see Sakurako and Jean, they're looking at the, the writings at the under, it's under Gorom, because before they were just looking at like the kickstand. I don't know what to call that, but. They were looking um, at the, the pincer claws thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so now they're they're checking underneath it, so they've got it on a lift, and it's yeah. And they you know. found some more writing, and they say it looks different than the other writing, mm-hmm. which means that we just won't know about it till ne- uh, for a while. All right, <laughs> right. It's written in a different dialect. It's a different dialect. It's the concept dialect. Um, dialect. And you hear off in the distance, you hear a phone call uh, or like a phone ringing. Yeah. Uh, it's never answered. It's not brought to our attention at that moment. So they they decide, okay, we're we're done here. We've gotten all the evidence we can. They go to Itakita and they said, hey, you know, we're gonna get out of your hair. Thanks for letting us. Be and this here. is the funny thing. So this is like the thing. It's like they're like, oh, you're leaving already. It's eight thirty at night. Right. But Inokita stays up every night working. So this is like she got to work like like an two hour, hour like two hours ago or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Her work's just begun. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, you know, I mean, this happens to like us too. You uh-huh. know, it's like you know, you'll have your other friends who have normal jobs. And they'll be like, uh, like oh, it's just time it's to like, go oh, it's so late, 9.30. You're like, what? what? i got like six hours left till I think about going to bed. Yeah, on the average day, I may have been awake for four hours by now. <laughs> yeah, or it's like the other one is, um, uh, but it's just like, uh, but yeah, it's like, I know, I'm like, 10.30? Who's awake at 10.30? What is this? <laughs> to be fair, I do wake up sometimes that time, but it's like. When I wake up, I just I'm going to work, and it's like straight to work. You know what? You know what? Ten thirty is to me. That's a late night. It's a late night. Ten thirty a.m. a.m. is like oh, I've been up for a long time. Now I yeah. should go to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's never been an early morning for me. Yeah. So uh, it's an early morning somewhere. Uh, so, 
So, um, yeah, so they're going, and then she gets another phone call. Yeah, while they're talking. So this is when you find out that that phone call that was, the the, the, the ringing they heard was her ignoring her cell phone. Yeah. Uh, because, it's, like, she ignores the first two rings while she's trying to talk to them, and she's like, okay, I'm just going to check it out. So she, she answers the phone, and it's her mom talking to her. And um, she's basically saying, hey, look, you promised your kid that you were going to help him with his project yeah. from school, and you're not here. And uh, she's like, Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry. Do you do you mind doing it? Do you just is it okay if you do it? And then you can see that Jean is physically like on his face. You can see he's upset. Yeah. And he's just like. And also, it zooms in on Jean. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> it's like we're like just so you know, Jean's here, and he yeah. he knows what's going on. Right. <laughs> and so like she goes on the phone with her son, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I have to mm. work. I probably won't be back until after your sleep." She yeah. notices that. Jean and Sakurako are just standing there watching her, and she looks at them with this sort of and she like, like, "What are you still doing here?" And like, Goodbye. "Yeah, you can leave. Go." <laughs> this is getting awkward. And Sakurako walks off, but like Jean doesn't. Yeah, he's just standing there like a psycho killer. <laughs> she comes back and grabs Jean and like pulls him away. Yeah, <laughs> and so we we get to see the kid hang up the phone, and he's like super sad and put out. He like refuses to do the project, and just like grabs his yeah. book and like. Gets on the couch and sits like he's in the corner or something. Yeah, with his back to the project to show that I'm not doing his project. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's hard because we realize that, like, Inokita is probably one of the few people in the world that can do her job. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, and she's saving lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. Like, if she was just, like, if this was, like, a corporate business thing or yeah. something like that. But, no, she's saving lives. Right. <laughs> Like it we is. learned later that like her staying up all night has kept kept like dozens of people from dying. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she, this isn't my suck this episode. I do want to point that out. It yeah. was last episode. Yeah. It's just, I'm not gonna try to back to back this one. It, it, like I've already said what I want to say. If if yeah. anything, the only thing that bothers me about this is that she was too quick to ask her mom to handle. Yeah, it. it's it become it's, it's become the the usual thing. Yeah, which is why I'm glad that her mom said no. Yeah. So if it's, you got to do this. I mean, we didn't hear that, but you could tell that's yeah. Uh, from her you know well like her mom probably said is this like no he won't accept me doing it with yeah him. he so wants to do it with it. you <laughs> so you agree well she even said that oh man i must have been half asleep when i agreed to do that and it just sounds like god that's yeah that sounds so petty yeah but um, you know okay i mean it, at least she has her mom helping uh-huh like because yeah, I, I think i mentioned that i feel like the grandma's the one that's actually raising the kid yeah and she's just kind of there yeah and it's like uh i mean and she's also acknowledges straight up she's not a good mother it's <laughs> only so much you can do i mean you're single parent or is she like wait does she does no. he still have contact with his dad i don't think i can't remember they, they haven't talked about it at all yeah, yeah, so, I uh, he i think uh i think she mentioned something about him leaving mm. like because they were talking about how she, his her husband i think she said her husband left because of how much she worked mm-hmm. but like at a jerk move left the kid too right yeah. <laughs> and so it's just I mean that means there's something else going on there and yeah. he just like left the kid too yeah, like if he, he's just like you're just working too much i'm gonna take my son and leave you right. know <laughs> yeah i mean it's i guess it's one of those things in drama it's always uh the jobs that they show single parents it's always the ones like full-time jobs like over full-time jobs like it being a detective you're not doing a 40-hour week you're doing an x hour week it yeah. could be it could be 100 hours uh, it could be you have no case. Yeah. So hopefully you have no case because, I mean. Yeah. They always, like, when it, so in television dramas, it's always like you're a detective and you're like, uh, you know, you're not like spending time with your kids and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but I'm like stopping people from dying. 
But mm-hmm. uh, but I always love it in like it's like Hallmark movies where it's just like I'm running a bakery here. That's why I'm never seeing my son. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know that he could be a part of this. Yeah, you could you could start showing how to run a bakery. Yeah. at a young age. Yeah, so it's he's just, probably gonna be excited to yeah. take bread out of the oven. Just just make him. So a part this is of one it. of those things. This is like yeah, um, she's doing a very important job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I, I, I will say this. I will say this in Enochita's defense because I do. Okay, maybe a little little harsh the last time i will say that i like my time alone (laughs) and i don't have kids yet so uh i feel like after coming home from a hard day's work and then just wanting to kind of nap out eh, i relate to that so it's like it's easy to talk now because i don't have children i guess so anyways it goes back to uh it's uh Ichijo yeah, driving he, along and he's talking on the phone. And to, go, I, I want to point out that Godai is not in the car with him. He's riding his motorcycle along next with, to him. Yeah. yeah. And he and gets he, a radio from what's her face? The chick that yeah. has a crush on him. Yeah, I forgot her name. Yeah. So I don't know if it's even worth me- like remembering or remembering this. Well, she's been in it several times. So we've remembered her name sometimes, but I don't yeah. remember it now. Um, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be half asleep. And, <gasps> well, I'll remember uh, when. Uh, when she plays more of a part in the story, yeah, rather than just being a conveyor of information. Yeah. So basically, she says, "Well, we've we've we know the area where he the bat left from, mm-hmm. and there's two empty buildings in that area." Yeah, because she's looking at where the signals might be, because it's sonar, so it's like echoing out. Yeah, and she comes and up al- with two possible locations, and also they only pick out when he flies. Right. So there's no telling how far he walked from where he was going to fly. Exactly. So there's like there's two things. There's a factory and a warehouse or something like that. Yeah, it's like I think one was a, an apartment building and the other one was an, an a factory. Factory, yeah. yeah. Apartment building and a factory. They're both abandoned buildings. They're like the only two abandoned buildings in this area. Like in the heart of Tokyo, there's not very many abandoned buildings because they just tear everything down that, right. that they need. Um, because they don't have the room for stuff. Uh, but uh, because they're connected over the radio. Godai hears it and there's like, do you hear that? And he's like, yeah, I'll take the the factory. You take the. What I love about this is like, first off, it's splitting the party. You never want to do that. No. But uh, they're searching for Grungi, like dozens of Grungi in a base. And both Godai, yeah. Godai and Ichijo are just like, Ichijo, you got this? <laughs> yeah. I'm the superhero. You handle this? Yeah. And to be fair, of like the normal people, Ichijo's the closest thing to a superhero on the team. Yeah, <laughs> I, in fact, that's fact. It's just but that, as we learn later, he's also not dumb enough to like bust in with like a forty people there <laughs> and stuff like that. Right, right. right. He, he, he's he's not he's not um uh he's, he's not Shun from from Double who's yeah. just gonna run in <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he, he he's not necessarily reckless in the way that he's gonna jump down a door, but he's reckless in the way that you probably need backup for this. Yeah, at least let people know that you're going there. So yeah. when you disappear, I mean, there's been a couple of times already where he's like faced up against Grungy. Yeah, he's, like, got worked. It's like, how many times? <laughs> I mean, he's he's not a type. Per- I mean, he's he's not the type of person to like bust in on them. But if there was like a person in a room and there's like five Grungy, he's bursting in that door. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's like suffered three Grungy beatdowns, and they're probably at this point like, how many times we got to teach you this lesson, old <laughs> <Yeah>. man? <laughs> Damn. So uh, then it goes to Sakurako and John. They're like yeah, at they're, a restaurant. It's nine nine oh five p.m. They're, they're eating. Having a late dinner. Um, and she notices that John's like upset. I want you to point. I want to point out. This is just a little thing. John's having a traditional Japanese dinner, and Sakurako is eating a pasta. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's so like real life. Yeah. I mean, like the Japanese person will not have a traditional Japanese dinner when they go out to eat because yeah. they get that at home. They get that at home exactly. And he's also. I also want to mention that he's got that whole thing of plums. There. He's got the plums there. He's just yeah. like. You like, know what he likes. He likes maybe what he they likes. help with his digestion or something. Probably, yeah. Or maybe he just likes his food sweeter than than most. Sour. 
yeah, or sour and whatever. I don't know what kind of plums they are. Uh, probably sour. Mostly, probably it, like, likely. Because yeah. um, he's eating them in between like every bite of his regular food. Yeah, and but he's kind of not eating. He's kind of just picking at his. Food. Yeah, yeah. He's and clearly she, upset. And she's she's like, like, what? And he's like, nothing. I'm he's not like, upset. you were so happy earlier. He's like, maybe it was the melancholy, like goodbye. Yeah. And then he just kind of says under his breath, he's like, when you make a promise to a kid, you should keep it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's some story there going on. Yeah, <laughs> like we we know we're gonna get that next episode. <laughs> It's not stopping with that. No, but it's just like, uh, but it's like cool because he's not, Jean isn't just the foreign guy. Yeah. He's a character in the show. Yeah, now he's actually getting like a part to play besides, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It's like he was always, the thing is, is like other than him being foreign, he could just be playing by, uh, he could just be played by a Japanese actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's very little stuff in his, uh, in his thing that's just like foreign. Mm-hmm. But it's also never taken away the fact that he's not Japanese. Right. So I like that because he's not he's not a stereotype. It's a good middle ground. Because but he has those like kind of stereotypical things like he's eating this Japanese meal yeah. when he's at a But that's like subtle and it's like a good touch. Yeah. That's, that's actually realistic. I it, mean, it, yeah, it, I like it. And like it's like he's been in Japan a while. Uh huh. You know, he's like a Japanese. He's lived in Japan for years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so and his, his Japanese is I don't know like how they have it in uh how much of it is him acting or not because i haven't Mm -hmm. heard the actor just talk but he is very good at his japanese it doesn't sound too foreign because it's also not dubbed over i don't think it is because many times it doesn't sound it doesn't seem like it's dubbed over so in many times because of pitch accent Mm -hmm. they'll dub over foreigners even if they speak japanese to get the proper pitch from a native speaker. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, so that it's not confusing. Okay, Because so pitch yeah. can change wordings, how words are. Right. Um, but his Japanese is is a, is good enough that it's just like, we'll just have him speak it. Yeah. So it's cool that way. Yeah. Oh, and to, also to mention about him being more part of the team too, This was it was his idea to go to uh, research yeah. directly at the site. Yeah, to get like the group together. Yeah. He's it's like, 100% he's, his idea. Yeah. But I, I also like how quickly... He just lost all respect for Inokita. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it little. It's like you just met the person, <laughs> yeah. And already, it's just like you're staring at them blankly, like Vietnam helicopters in the yeah, background. Yeah, he's just like yeah, gunfire, yeah, people dying. <laughs> you can tell she got he triggered some childhood memories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's cool because it like it adds to his character and it uh-huh. makes him an interesting character. And you're like now you kind of like yeah, what's going on here? But the thing is like we we know what's going on because we've seen. Uh, everything about her private life up to this point yeah. um, that we need to know for the scene. But he, he's hearing a one-sided conversation on the phone. Yeah. Like, so all he's heard is that, and this is all he knows, is that this one time she wasn't able to make it to go do the project. And it's it is already like he knows, he's just like, she's a horrible It's like, person. yes, awful. It's like, well, <laughs> this used to be like a, one in, a one-time gig. It doesn't necessarily, yeah. you know, this could have been the first time ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she can still technically help him with the project. It's just not right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's a cool little scene because it adds like to them making them real uh-huh. characters and stuff. Yeah, there's some some interpersonal drama going on now. And it would be it, it's nice to see that like up until now, this is the first time this is the first time that any member of Godai's team, quote unquote, has had any sort of friction with any mother uh-huh. member of the Godai's team. <clears throat> Exactly. And it might not even be like, I hate her. It right. might be like, she's doing this wrong. Yeah, I just hate how this is happening right yeah. now. Um, um, and it could be, it, you know, I don't remember exactly how it plays out, but it could be like he helps her or like they fight or whatever. You know, right. it's like you never know how like 
this yeah. could hold up. There's a lot of ways this can go down. Yeah. So, um, so our next scene is uh, Ichijo. He's on the scene. He's outside of the apartment. Yeah. Um, and he's he's not yet at the building, but he sees a rose petal on the ground. Yeah. Like on the sidewalk, I think, leading yeah. to the apartment. Well, uh, underneath, like, um, uh, fire escape or whatever. Yeah. That okay. That's what it is. Yeah. That's right, so because because he what he does is he like. He picks it up and he sees it and then he remembers Rose mm-hmm. and he pulls out his gun and he hops over the fence to go up the fire escape. Yeah, and he starts like, you know, slowly doing the stealth uh, yeah. stealth mission, crawling through the dark building. He comes to a, a door that's cracked open because no Grungi, they, they know how to open doors, they don't know how to close doors. Well, Grungi ain't got time for that. Yeah, who cares about that? Right. Who's listening? We'll kill Well, him. I mean, also, this is an abandoned building. It's possible this door doesn't close. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> it's fair. just a bro. It's a rundown of bro. Right. Building. And Maybe like Grungy's not going to care to like reset the frame. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he sees some Grungy, um, through the cracks and they're talking. Uh, they, they say that something about, um, the time it's taking them to finish up the current part of the game is yeah. given enough time for this to be finished. And it's like a Grungy that you can't really see the face of. I'm assuming this is the same person they keep going to. Yeah. Uh, but he's handing the, the female Grungi, uh, I, I wish I knew her name, but she's one of the people that have been beating up on the bat that yeah. isn't Rose. Yeah. Along with the white-haired, the shaggy white-haired guy. Yeah, they're um, both me. Yeah, they're they're me's. Yeah. yeah. I just can't remember their specific yeah, names. So, um, but she's talking about how this weapon's going to be enough for her to become a go, and the other guy's like, you're going to need more than that to become a go. And she's like, well, you're always going to be a me. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, what'd you say? And then and Rose comes out of nowhere with like, <laughs> she's just like, enough. hey. Enough to become a go, you have to win the game. Yeah, succeed, succeed at the game. Now, this is all said in Grungy, so Ichijo doesn't know any of this. He's he just, has no idea what's going on. But he's also smart enough to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to handle three Grungy by myself. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to get out of here, call Godai, get him over here. Yeah, so he goes back to the sidewalk yeah. uh, where he was or under the fire escape or whatever. Yeah. But Rose sees him, and he Ro- sees Rose. Well, well, it's like Rose knew he was there and just right. showed up. And he, I love it because Ichijo is just like, he knows this is like a monster, can kill like dozens of people and just holds a gun up to her. Yeah. <laughs> it, she she just looks at him. And it, also one thing I want to point out is I didn't notice how much of her changed after she came back. Because before I just thought, okay, she's got some gold on and she changed some clothes. But it's like, no, she's got a whole different hairdo. Yeah. Uh, it is a completely different style of clothing too. Absolutely different. And so she's like, the Linto have changed a lot in a, uh, the month, time in, in Japanese. Uh-huh. And so he's like, uh-huh. he's like, what? And so she starts walking away and he's like, hey, stop. <laughs> Cause he's, he's yeah, because like, yeah, he's going to, you know, probably about to shoot her, but she does a pedal attack. Yeah. And, you know, at first I'm thinking this is just going to be like a smoke bomb and then disappear. But no, she does that and then she slowly walks away and he's like passing out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's just like, uh, like, well, flowers make over. you sleepy, you know that. I, mean, I was wondering if it was because he took damage or because if it was like, you know, sleep powder. Ah. I think it's sleep powder. But so uh, then he passes out. Yeah. So it's okay. It's the morning now. So he wakes up in his car and uh, he's just, he's, he's just like, called oh, groggy. He turns around and there's <laughs> Godai's face just in his face. And, and he's, he's like, like you, awake? You, you woke up. I'm so glad. You know, you could have been dead. I just decided to drag you, drag you to your car and see if you woke up. <laughs> so, uh, they get caught up about everything that's just happened up to this point. So this is uh, Rose is dubbed B one. B one. B one is her designation. Okay. Because she's not 
uh, they haven't. She doesn't have. A oh, she's not confirmed as an unidentified life form. It's kind of like how okay. they call it, unidentified life form zero. Okay, so that explains that because he's he's ta- going over how he thinks that there might be something more sinister. Like basically, he's starting to understand how they could be infiltra- infiltrating. Yeah, because they can speak Japanese now and stuff like that. So yeah, they they've dubbed her B one because she doesn't have a monster form they can identify yet. So one thing I do want to point out about the scene: it is it is bright daylight. Yeah, there is no way this is earlier than 8 a.m. <laughs> and that's like pushing it. It's probably more like 11. You know, the cicadas are out and it's like hot. Uh, and the reason why I bring that up is that he Ichijo looks at his clock and mentions that in five hours the the you know the attack at Shoa Plaza is gonna yeah. happen. That means it's five a.m. as he's talking. Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wh- where are the birds chirping? Shouldn't it be like kind of dewy and cold? <laughs> like the lights just now starting to turn off and the sun's coming out. I don't know what five a.m. is like in Japan. I just know what it's like here. Um. Maybe there's it, yeah. different. Well, well, it depends on the time of, time of year. Uh-huh. It is July. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be earlier. Yeah, it'd be an earlier day. Yeah. Um. So they talk about something about, like, how missing kills. And I don't know if we actually heard about that. They've talked about this before and how there was some uh, missing kills and they, they're wondering if 31 was the one doing it. Oh, oh, like some time. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, but they're, they said that the last time is, uh, like, now... Uh, Basically, the, the, the missing, not being able to identify who killed those people. Yeah. Uh, the difference between then and now is that. He has green. Yes. He has Pegasus form. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, you might you'd probably be able to track it down with Pegasus form. But he says yeah. he's be worried about uh, the buildings obstructing his view. Because yeah. uh, remember, the last time he used Pegasus form, he was on the beach. Yeah. So they're, they're hypothesizing that they he should be able to find out where he is, even if he's invisible. But the cramped uh, spacing of the buildings might make using the bow gun more difficult. But he said he still will need Ichigo's gun. Uh, yeah. Ichi- Ichigo. I always say Ichijo. Mm-hmm. Ichijo's gun. And he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll just hand over my police issue firearm yeah, to you. Thanks. Well, that's after saying I can't officially ask you to help, but let's just go <laughs> along with the plan anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then it goes to uh, the research institute. Well, because he says that, um, you know, while we're waiting, I'm going to go talk to Sakurako. Oh, yeah. There He's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the scene that he's gonna be at next. Get prepared, and he's like, I'm gonna go to Sakurako see if there's anything she's found out. Yeah, and I'll meet you there around the same time. Because Sakurako doesn't sleep. No, um, ever. Yeah, you know, Kita sleeps during the day. Sakurako never sleeps. <laughs> so yeah, like you said, it goes to the research into six forty nine a.m. You know, Kita. Uh, so she's been doing re- uh, research on the cells that Sagita has brought her, mm-hmm. and what they found is that, uh, like, if you ex- if you uh, certain light frequencies make it so that it behaves differently, which is what making it's chameleon. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, shine intense bright light at it, it loses the ability to go transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like, like yeah. Uh, so it's this... like it's like camouflage is not really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like scientifically wise. If you turned invisible, you would not be able to see anything. Right. Because you would not be able to have light reflect off your eyes and you wouldn't be able to see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in My Hero Academia, uh, Lemillion, when he phases, he can't see anything. Mm. He can't see, hear anything. He can't feel anything. He can't hear anything. And so he's just trained to be able to understand where people are going to be. Yeah. So, because, like, that's, that makes more sense. Yeah. You know, because he phases. He doesn't yeah. turn invisible. Um, 
And there is an invisible character in My Hero Academia, but it turns out she's not actually invisible. She's manipulating light. Mm-hmm. But her, she's, inv- she's like always invisible. She's never visible in the whole show. So there's always the joke of like every scene she could be there and you not know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but later on, it turns out that she's actually manipulating light. She's able to do like flashes of light and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. so, so th- this scene was confusing for me because... They're talking about light and stuff like that. I'm like, wait a minute. Are, we, are you talking about the bat? Are you talking about the bat's oh, no, sensitivity yeah, they to talk, light? They were talking about the cells for the... Yeah, yeah. So so essentially what they, they've come to... What they've determined is that after he's hit with intense light, he'll be unable to transform back... For five minutes. For like five minutes, yeah. yeah. He'll be... It'll visible. like override its cell. It, it's uh, senses. Like, it's kind of like when you get a flash of light in your face, you can't see for a little while or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, and so, and like, so like, you know, they, they, he part, she parts ways with her... Uh, She's like, sidekick. okay, she's like, give give this, uh, she's like, give this report, call Sagita, get him, like, some flashbangs things, good to yeah. go. And then she notices what time it is. And she's like, oh, I stayed up all night again. Yeah. And then it shows the kiddo sleeping. Yes. Um, just to show you that he's asleep now. Yeah. Like any kid would be at 6.49 a.m. unless he had school. Well, the, the thing is, is, like, she said she was probably not going to get back until he, uh, w- uh, and she was right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was honest. Um, so, so then it goes back to the uh, university. University. Yeah, Sakurako. 8.51 a.m. I should go back and see if she's wearing the same clothes because she, she didn't sleep either. Right. Um, and it, it, they're talking, you know, they're going over the data and seeing if there's anything new or not the data, but the, the words and all that. And, yeah. Uh, so basically they're trying to figure out how to use uh, Goron better. Goron better. Yeah. I figured he would be going to ask about Pegasus again. That's what I thought that, I don't know, I was kind of confused with what he was yeah, asking. Like, yeah. So like he he's he, he's like... He, so in his mind, he's just like, I got to Pegasus down. Yeah. But uh, Goram's a new hotness. Yeah. So let's see how I can use Goram. Um, so uh, she she says that like something about like uh, when the warrior and his servant join hands. Yeah. Then they, they will have like, what is it, a grand future? Yeah, grand future. And in- and it's so nice that this Grungi or Linto language is, has the same grammatical structure as Japanese. Uh-huh. It's just great. Well, because the thing <laughs> is, she was like, he was asking her what it says, and she's like, well, I haven't really translated it yet, but if I had to take a guess, and she says all this, you know, yeah. she goes through the whole thing, and he's sitting there mulling over, and he's like, oh, I don't know if future is right. She's like, yeah, I don't know either, basically. So he's just, something about a grand future, it doesn't fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they also, they, they have even on the screen, they have pretty much all the symbols are kanji. Mm-hmm. Because they have like the sounds underneath it, and it's just great. It's like, oh, Flinto has the same grammatic structure as English as Japanese. <laughs> How so, convenient! Yeah, it's not a language; it's a cipher. Uh, for a language, uh, for something that supposedly won't happen for like thousands of years after it. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, then she pulls up a picture, and the picture is the one that says that. Yeah. Something about yeah, there. There was two different ones, and they pretty much said the same thing about them like joining forces or whatever. Uh, and like it'll do what he wants. Yeah, and this is after she, because I can't remember what he was asking, but she puts another disc in for this. That, those are the pictures off of the thing, and those are the one with like joining hands. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, I think the first one was something like the warrior and Gorum and the warrior will like when they like meet together, their hearts they'll be able to like do something together uh-huh. or something like that. Um, basically, it's like if you just work together. Yeah, just work together, man. Um, stop screwing around. So, uh. Then it goes to Pole Pole. Pole Pole. Nine forty five AM. And Minori, Godai's sister, she's mm-hmm. there hope uh helping the guy, uh the owner. 
Yeah. And we learned that like the owner is like almost family to them, so that's it makes more sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's right, it's all coming together because honestly, I was confused. I remember the first couple. Why, why she's like, always helping too and yeah. stuff like that. It's because it's like if he sort of helped raise Godai, he sort of helped raise yeah, her if, too. If he's basically a surrogate father, then that makes this is probably the same relationship with the daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh. So. She's like, yeah. It's like, well, Godai hasn't been around very much, and Nana has her classes. Yeah. And even though I, you know, I teach children at a, you know, <laughs> yeah, at a school. Yeah. It's okay. I'll step so in. So the and thing do is about jobs. these things is they never tell us what day of the week things are. No. So this easily could be like a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, easy. Which would make sense for her to have her acting class on when it, on Plus, a day. Plus, further evidence: the kid's still asleep at six, you know, six forty-nine or yeah. whatever. Um. So yeah, they they never tell us what day of the week things are. Mm-hmm. So um. So Nana comes in. And she looks sad. And she puts her bags down, and he's like, "Hey, what what happened? I thought you had your acting class all the day." She's like, "The teacher, the the teacher didn't show up." And he's like, "What? The teacher sick?" And she's like, "Number thirty one got him." Yeah, and you're just like, "Number thirty one killed him." And you're like, "Ooh, that's that's pretty intense." Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's crying because it was like his his fa- her favorite teacher, and she was really understanding. Like he he was uh, he was a good teacher, was it? Yeah, yeah, she was like learning a lot from him. Yeah, and she liked the way you know he. Uh, taught and stuff like so yeah he was a good guy yeah this is kind of what we're getting yeah um, um it's one of the few times we get the the hit of like oh yeah this these is happening pe- to people yeah these people are being killed <laughs> and it like affects it and it's just like so uh minori obviously knows that godai is like trying to do mm-hmm. something but it's like this is another one godai failed to save yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so she cries mm-hmm. and uh, the hard part, cold part of me is like, and scene. Yes, yes, scene. And, and she's just like, and that was my lesson for the day. I was yeah. to- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would be kind of it. <laughs> was it believable? That was the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher comes in and says, bravo, bravo. Yeah, that's <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing that would happen in, in television here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that's something that would happen on like, Always sunny in Philadelphia, yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I can like, see it. I can see it. Yeah. Where like Easy. one of them come in and been going to acting classes, comes in, and says the teacher's dead, starts crying and weeping, and the teacher comes in and just and the, yeah. The, right, right, as soon as somebody comes over to like pat him on the back, actually that would be it. Would also be something that happened in Community. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. <laughs> Absolutely. An episode, episode of Community where Troy tells people he was molested because he has no trauma in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Said an okay life. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like after he has to open up and say that he hasn't, like the 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 drama teacher says it was brilliant because he was like he's like having no trauma is trauma. If if that's and so he's using that to like build up his trauma and they're like they'll be like, and if you think that's lame, we're not writers, we're actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so two minutes later, um, it's at the plaza now. This is where yes. the thing said it was going to attack. This is where ULF 31 said, I'm going to kill people. And so uh, all the cops Joe are comes mobilizing. Tsukiti's got his big old gun out. Oh, yeah. At least at least in these older shows, they hold guns like they know how to hold guns. Yeah, they're not pointing it Tsukita, at people. You look at Sugita and you're like, he's probably been like a dozen cop shows. Mm-hmm. You know, that actor is probably like old school. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe not main guy, but he's always like the second lieutenant in every right, cop right. show. <laughs> I can see it. Absolutely. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, so they're going over the prep and they're talking about um, I I don't know who brings the other one up to date on the gas grenades that they're going to be using Uh, flash grenade. Yeah. Then they're going to use the gas bullets. Uh huh. 
whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, I can see that. As I, I know, I was going to say, wait a minute, was it that? And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, flash bullets don't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to use the flash grenades to make it so that he can't turn invisible, and then they'll shoot him with the gas grenade, which don't do much, but do some damage because Enough, they, yeah. they have. I mean, they got that's what they got the cells on, like a little bit of his blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Not enough to actually do. So anything. maybe if they just put enough bullets into something, they'll die. Makes sense. That, it's you know. that's how a Monster Hunter International books are. It's like, oh, there's all these supernatural things, but it's just like, oh, bu- like silver and all that stuff will work. And it's just like, but if you don't, just just shoot them a lot. Yeah, just shoot enough. If you shoot a vampire enough that it can't regenerate, there it's you dead. You did, did your job. <laughs> um, um, so we see Godai riding. Uh, on his bike, he's trying to get to the the scene. He yes. spent a little bit too long talking to Sakurako, in my opinion. Yeah, he's any kind of late. Uh, but there is a um like a flashback where like sort of like an over voice overlay where like yeah, she's like I I did some more research on it and it's not future. They use the same word for future as for flight, mm-hmm. which could be something in like which is like happens a lot mm-hmm. in in cultures based on just cultural heritage and stuff like that, where uh. You you know because maybe they have a view of like uh, the future is something you you fly towards to yeah or, or it could also be because astrology that's like yeah. the futures in the stars yeah so, so you look up you know yeah Blah. whatever uh, but it have d- to make sense <laughs> he's got to understand that's what's going on yeah because uh, yeah he so he's he's riding uh, trying to get to the scene he, he remembers he remembers that and then it goes back uh, to basically the- you put together that. I mean, at this point now, I feel like everyone should know that he's going to be able to fly with his his uh, scarab. Yeah. Uh, especially because that's how it found him to begin with. It, I don't know why flies. anybody was confused because that was always a thing it could do. It always flew, yeah. Um. So it uh, goes back to the police, and they're, the they're all looking at their clocks because it's about to hit 10 a.m. And then just all of a sudden, uh guy's dead. Yeah, guy gets uh pretty brutally killed because yeah. it's like, here, let me slam against this wall and throw you on the ground yeah. and— Everyone and they're shoots just like, over there. They're shooting, and because they don't have the gas grenade, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, flash grenades yet. A uh, couple times, a couple guys die. Um, and then it starts to glow. Yes, it shows up, and it's, it says, uh, "This is where we like pretty much learn the r- sort of a rules, kind of sort of rules." Yeah. And it's just like it starts gloating, and it's just like, "Yeah, we're just killing him for the fun of it." Yeah, this, this is part- a game. This is a game. And they're like, "What? This is a game?" He's like, "Yep, yeah, track your prey, hunt them, kill them, kill them." And this is like holds up the bracelet. He's like, "Count them." Yeah. And they and they <laughs> just get well. Obviously, they they're rightfully angry about this. And- yeah. So this is what I like. There's no like oh, because there are sometimes later on. Where it's just like these are just natural predators, or they're just doing this natural thing, or like the Grungi don't need to do this. No, they're they just do this. At, they're doing it. They're doing it for fun. Uh-huh. They're killing people for fun and for like prop, uh, for lack of a better term, profit because it like boosts them up in society. Their society, right? And so it's just like the Grungi are not good people. No, you're not. <laughs> they're not to misunderstood. They're not like oh the hardships of it. <laughs> they're not Twilight vampires here. Yeah, I actually think it's Sugita that calls them. Not something that's uh, could be a curse word, but we didn't translate it that way. Yeah. Uh, so they, they try to shoot at him, and he disappears. And yeah. they, there's some more killing. They kind of have an idea of where he is, and they use the grenades. Yeah, the, the grenades show up, and they just throw it wherever the body was. Yeah, because the guy like basically drives up as fast as he can, jumps out of the vehicle with a suitcase full of grenades, and they all take him and chuck him at him. Yeah. Uh, he transforms. They shoot him a bunch, and then he... Uh, yeah, because he's visible now, so they know where he is. And then he's just like, okay, well, my advantage is gone. I'm out. He also <laughs> says, I'm going to kill anyone who's seen me. And I'm thinking, but didn't you just go and show them? Well, he's planning on killing those guys anyways, but now it's, like, serious. <laughs> and how is the sun in summer not an intense bright light? Uh, well, the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 fine. Yeah. It's not like they're on the 
you know, equator or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Intensity. Well, it's, that's different than like a flashbang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like maybe it has to be like in- intensely goes quickly because like the sun slowly uh-huh. gets brighter. So so he's he's running away and uh Godai cuts him off. Yeah. He gets he basically runs right into Kuga's hands here because he you know he gets off the bike. And I love that he's just like, Who are you? What are you? Whatever. And then he just transforms into Kuga and he's just like, Kuga. Yeah, let's do this. So um they what? do this sideways run that you usually see in like ninja or samurai movies where they like they're staring each other down and one of them starts to go to the left or right and the other one like tracks them. But never, they never lose sight of each other. They're always like, yeah, facing each other. They're doing it in a bunch of water. Yeah, yeah, that's also like kind of a trope. Yeah, I dig it. I'm just, <laughs> I was not expecting it. In, and then in he Kuga. says, and then uh, the Grungi says a funny line. He says, "You will die by my tongue." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, is that translated right? And then it's like, yeah, he's a gecko, like chameleon type thing. Mm-hmm. So he just spits his tongue out, and Kuki's got to dodge his tongue. <laughs> So Ichijo shows up and basically yells out, "Hey, he's gonna he's gonna go invisible again soon." So he, so uh, he throws him into the water and then he goes invisible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so also they, we forgot to mention that when he transformed, it showed that uh, Gorham lighting up. Yeah, and so Gorham is coming and he's just like he goes green and he's yeah, just Cho like, Henshin, Cho Henshin, which is super Henshin, and he's just like he's like uh, Ichijo and Ichijo throws him his gun. And it transforms into the thing. And then uh, Goram comes in. And the idea of them joining hands is that Goda hangs off of Goram. Yeah, he grabs its its little leg and it goes in the air. It was so weak. I mean, <laughs> this scene, it, was, it didn't make me too happy for a couple of reasons. One, it's like, even though it's invisible, it's still got its feet in the freaking water. Uh, so it's not getting out of the water without making. Yeah, so the idea, like, he's already gone. Yeah. So he jumped, I guess, but then you'd see a splash. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, but it's what it is. What it is. I accepted it. And then the 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 lead up to this, you're thinking it's going to be a little bit more involved than just like here. Let me grab your leg, fly, my majestic yeah. beast. It would be better if he would have stood on it and surfed it, like yeah. a surfboard. But no, he hangs off of it. Yeah, it just hangs off of it. And he uses uh the green power to find. And it looks like, uh, I guess, uh, Chameleon was just running away. Yeah, he was bolting, man. He was, like, way, way, like, several blocks yeah, in he was a just, field. Yeah. Long gone. Talk about the bravery of a gongi. Right. And he shoots him, and he blows up. Yeah, blows up right in front of the cops, who, I guess, knew where he was going, too, because they were there. Weird. Yeah, Bunky. The, uh, the small city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the end of the fight. Next thing you know, it's Ichijo and, and uh, Godai on the roof having a chat. Yep, talking about, like, uh, I think they talk about, like, the Grungi. Like, I think so, yeah. Yeah, something about the Grungi, and they'll be like, oh, well, now we got to do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, this is this is the time where, like, if it was 71, they would say that he's renewed his battle against Shocker. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's, uh, since that's the end of the episode, I'm going to swing into my suck, because okay. that's actually directly re- related to my suck. This episode uh, was so quick because it's just a confirmation episode. The whole episode, besides the, I mean, there's there was stuff to watch. Yeah, it's just that most of this episode was tied up in exchanging information that we all already know and talking about things that we all have already determined. Like you, you even if you're binging it, especially if you're binging it, you understand. Yes, the Grungier speaking Japanese. Everyone's individually mentioned the Grungier speaking yeah. Japanese. So it's like at least eight of the the twenty three minutes is tied up in Ichijo and Godai. Just saying stuff that we already know. Yes. So and and the only reason that bothers me is we had a whole recap episode. Yeah. So if we if there was no recap episode, something like this is entirely appropriate. Like I told you, it's like there's kind of a 
that's how the low works mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, yeah. Why are we having this scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the ending, that's what that was, was them being like, oh, so we got to be on the lookout and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why we didn't even write anything. I'm like, nothing happened here. Yeah. I mean, this was actually, it's been a while since I haven't filled up a page. Yeah. So this is the, um, this is how, this is how the, the slog of, of Kuka is, is it's just, we're just told the same thing again. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. Um, and that comes from, uh, it being written to be a shorter show than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it happens. Yeah, it happens. So my uh, my suck would be the it's the joining hands. Mm. And it's like you it's a perfect size for him to just jump on. it. <laughs> yeah, the toy would work perfectly because mm-hmm. actually what the toy does is you just kung fu grip onto the bottom of the, the Goron toy. Uh, and it looks just as goofy as it does in the show. OK, yeah. But like it's the perfect size. He could have ridden it like a surfboard. Yeah. It could have like formed onto him to give him wings. And that's what I thought. I was thought it was gonna be like a wing backpack or something. Yeah, given, like scare. They're, they're like there's like fly. five or six ways this could happen, and they chose the dumbest looking one. Mm-hmm. It could have just hovered him. Yeah, it could I mean, have like got a, like a hover thing and just like made him float. <laughs> yeah, I mean especially because the the form is Pegasus. I figured that's why it's like you okay. Yeah, you get the wings. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, you just grab or ride on something. Or yeah, the it could have. Bonded to the motorcycle, and the motorcycle have wings, and it flies on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Good. Like, there's a dozen different ways. It, and uh, they chose, it, just let me just grab the bottom. Yes, there's just the lamest way possible. <laughs> Whack. Uh, so what is your Segoy? Um, my absolute favorite thing about the episode is that the the Grungies, like, affecting the main cast yeah. in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like, it's, and it makes sense. Like, any of these people dying could be one of their sisters or brothers or, like, in this case, somebody's acting teacher. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I I didn't come to this episode expecting that. You didn't come uh, to expecting non a character development. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. I was uh, definitely pleasantly surprised to see her suffer. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> as, as bad as that sounds. Uh, less to suffer and her be a real character uh-huh. in this world. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. It's not actually the suffering I enjoy. It's the. It's uh, just like uh, people all over this world are suffering. Yeah, it's immersive. It, it actually it puts me the viewer now in the situation where it's like, oh yeah, all these people that are dying that I'm keeping count of. <laughs> Yeah, mm. you're like, oh yeah, that's right. There's any one of them could be someone. They're supposed that, to be real people. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed <laughs> to be real people. Um, my Sugoi is Ichi Joe's meeting with with the Grungi. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing, where like he's just like, okay, so we're gonna hear. I'll listen to him for a little bit, but I'm not going in there because I'm not stupid. And then he goes down, and then there's a Grungi there, and he's just like, well, if the Grungi's in front of me, yeah, do <laughs> And also, really, uh, that whole scene raises the question, like, what the hell is Rose's intentions or motivations? Yeah, he doesn't kill him. That's the second time. Yeah. Like what? And she even mentions that the the Linto have changed. Yeah. It's like, is she referring to him being different than Linto she's met in the past or she civilization isn't. in general? I mean, he's, just, he's too pretty to die. That's yeah. Well, I mean, these are facts. <laughs> these are facts. He's too pretty to die. Yeah. And she's a woman. So she probably, I mean, it doesn't matter that they're different species. Yeah. <laughs> she digs them. It's just what it is. Yeah. You know? Hey, this is a, Star Trek proves it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if it's slightly humanoid, yeah, you just got to you need a Captain Kirk, and there you go. Yeah, he'll test it out for the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> he'll let, yeah. You know what, guys? It was doable. <laughs> yeah, that's his actual mission statement. Yeah. I'm just seeing how many races we can poke right with. Yeah. That's that. I'm just I'm doing research here. Yeah, he's actually writing deep, deep like medical journal. Papers. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you know what? It's like, hey, this is great. Just make sure you have poisonous ointment, and everything <laughs> is fine. Don't worry about the inflammation; it goes away. He's the He's the origin of interspecies reviewers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guarantee you they saw an episode of Star Trek and they're like, you know what? I would never have tried that. 
Thank you for letting me know. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> interspecies reviewers, but in space. It's like, I don't know if I walk away from this a better person, but I've certainly learned something today. So, so now we have to decide on the writer ranking. And so right now, Kuka is five, and he's above Nigo and below zero one. Yeah. So, okay, here's the thing. I like that he he was actually one to point out uh, that future doesn't sound right. But at the same time, admittedly, this was Sakurako off the cuff just coming up with some, yeah, some she, crap. She, she, like she, she even she, said, I'm not, I'm not taking a crack at this yet. And here it is. And the only word she got wrong was future. I'd say that's pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did like that it, you know, he used his brain there. And then uh, I like how he figured out how to use Gorom, even though, you know, the things. But does that make him better than Zero One? No, because, like, no. how stupid is that Gorom stuff? Yes. <laughs> Any, and anything uh, cool he did in this episode was taken away when he was hanging off of Gorom. Plus, one plus, let's just mention the fact that okay, so you're like okay, I didn't find anything at the warehouse, so I came back to get you, and then I find you, you unconscious on the ground. Or I decided to put you in your car to wait yeah, five just hours. Just let you sleep. Yeah, and just no, waits I'm, patiently. I'm not gonna call our mutual doctor friend. Maybe even more than that. I'm trying to think. It's like the the timestamp before that was like 9 p.m. So it was probably more like seven eight hours. Probably got like a full night's rest. <laughs> yeah. First time he's gotten a full night's rest in years. It's like you see Ichijo pass out on the pavement, and you say, like, you know what? He'll be fine here. He could be ha- like a serious neurotoxin eating away at his brain. Yeah. And, and he's just be bo- sitting in the and car. And the thing is, is they both know a doctor friend? Yeah. Just call just call Tsubaki out there, and he's just like, hey, you passed out. And it's, it's, Tsubaki could have been at least, you know, check his vitals, and if he's fine, just let him sleep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. So I wouldn't change him. I'd leave him where he is. Yeah. So the next episode of Kamen Rider Kuga is trust no it, that's the extra episode uh is um that's a manga uh, <laughs> a standalone manga oh, okay cool uh the next episode of kuga is actually uneasiness okay funan funan yeah that's the, is, japanese, is word. the japanese word for it okay yeah uh but our next episode will be common writer double chapter 22 which will be the second part of the uh the T returns arc mm-hmm. where you're wondering what the heck is she going to do? Cause she already got her revenge. <laughs> Remember she killed everybody that was responsible. Mm-hmm. The T returns. The man who cannot die is the 22nd episode. And like this once Ryu joins up with a double, like everything, like it's like all the major pieces are there. Mm. And it's just like, so it's like before it's like, they're always, uh, for me, it felt like there's something missing in those first parts and they're like searching for it. And then Rio shows up and they're like, oh, this is what we're looking for. Right. Because you're like, you're watching it and you're thinking, oh yeah, there's something missing here. And like, Kurihiko could feel like, but then he dies. Yeah. (laughs) And then Ryu comes in and you're like, oh, this is what Kurihiko could have been. He could have been the extra writer, but he died. Um, (laughs) It's unfortunate. How that would have been such a great team up. Yeah. (sighs) Um. Well, that's what you get. You you trusted in love. Yep. You got burnt. So that Literally. will be our next episode. The T returns. The man who cannot die. So, uh, I mean, like I said, overall, Kuga's good, but it does have the problems of being Kuga. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like this episode, I liked it. There was a lot of cool stuff in it, but... Um, it also, it, it had you built up at the start and then didn't have any of that. I think in. ultimately that's what... If that whole me. part wasn't in it, you'd be like, yeah, it's a cool fight. Yeah, even if it was, even if they had a longer stare down <laughs> yeah. where Kugo's thinking about making a move on the guy and then he says, catch you later and dip. But no, it's it's literally, I, I just showed up for the sake of a cliffhanger and now I'm gone. Yeah. And then we're going to fill space in this episode. With, with the, the, the actual know. story that wouldn't feel like it's space, but we we tease you with something better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that sums it up. Yeah. Okay, so uh, 
If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. You can follow us on the website, fanboyopinion.com. Uh, we should be on all the podcasting stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, fanboy underscore opinion. And uh, I've been Eric. I'm Eugene. And we will see you next time.